Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good Wednesday morning, an undefeated Wednesday morning. We're going to make everything undefeated. The Eagles aren't. That's the way we yeah. look at it. Uh, he is John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. You got the Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. Johnny Mac, we don't usually at this time of the year have roster news to talk about. But when we do, we have to point it out and uh, see where it is taking the Philadelphia Eagles. They signed a backup kicker yesterday. Needed to because of the Jake Elliott injury situation. So Cameron Dicker is now a Philadelphia Eagles, which lends itself to the easiest nickname on the face of the planet. Dicker the kicker uh, is coming to town just in case Jake Elliott isn't ready to go. Uh, Four-year guy out of Texas who also punted his senior year. Wonder if they'll let him uh, keep Aaron Sippos. Yeah, don't uh, sleep on that part of it as well, Jody. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, any news come out of Happy Tuesdays as far as uh, injuries go and updates? We know that Nick Sirianni liked to play his cards very close to the vest, and his top left tenants don't uh, give it up either. But anybody slip and give you any insight <clears throat> as to how healthy or not the Eagles will be come Sunday? No, in fact, you know, Michael Clay obviously knew who was going to be trying out at kicker. 
uh, yesterday, and it was uh, Cameron Dicker and another kid from uh, East Carolina, um, and and obviously Dicker won. But uh, you know he's not allowed to say anything, Jody, because we got to wait a couple hours, and that's the similar thing. You'll see it with Nick today, by the way. He talks about twelve fifteen, and I'll say. Well, you know, we'll know. And the first every, you know. every everybody's possible for Sunday. Yeah. Nobody's gonna be out, nobody's gonna be yeah. defi- de- definite. Everybody's gonna be possible for Sunday. And then by the end of the day, we'll get the first injury reports of the week, which will be an estimation because they're doing a walkthrough today. But uh and you'll see who didn't practice and I don't I I don't understand. They yeah, I the, the, these certain teams and the Eagles are in this category are ridiculous when it comes to injuries. Ridiculous. We're all going to know. Uh, it's just a matter. And and you create this angst. And I don't, you know, I've been spent, people are going to get mad at me, but I've spent much of the past month talking about what a good coach Nick Sirianni is. This part's stupid. I'll say it. I mean, it, it, it accomplishes nothing, Jody. It accomplishes nothing except you put your people on alert and they're trying to step on eggshells. You know, the players don't want to admit anything. The coaches don't want to admit anything. It's an unnecessary hurdle. It's rare that I say that about Nick Sirianni because I think he's been a very good coach. This is unnecessary. It is unnecessary. And the reason is unnecessary. You're 100% right. I'm in agreement with you is do you real here's the question if you had nick face face off the record uh <clears throat> do you really believe the arizona cardinals will prepare any differently because they don't have information that you're giving them on potential injuries with your football team do you really believe that uh they're going behind damn we don't know how to prepare for the yeah because we know. don't know which Eagles are actually going to play or what level. Come on. Do you really think – do you do that? Do you think Nick does that? Do you think the Eagles do that, that they tailor the minimal practice time they use because of injuries to the team they're facing on the upcoming Sunday? You know, it's it, that is ironic that you bring that part of it up because the Eagles are always, it's about us, it's about us. But I will give Nick credit. He does take advantage of matchups well. So if he sees somebody who is out, he'll try to take advantage of it. And there I'll give him a positives. But, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, and I'm not a big Cliff Kingsbury fan, he's well aware uh, that Jordan Mailata was out. He's well aware that uh, Darius Slay was out. He's well aware that Isaac Samalo got hurt. Um, he's got that in his mind. You know, he might not be the best coach in the world, but he already knows. So he knows if Josiah Scott's out there again. Uh, he saw what we all saw. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if Avante Maddox shows up, all right, you know, you prepare for Avante Maddox. If you prepare... For Abonte Maddox, trust me, you're ready for Josiah Scott. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I was going to say, does a change to Josiah Scott really change the game plan of the Arizona Cardinals? Me thinks not. Uh, and to sign Dicker the kicker, they had to release tight end Dalton uh, Keen, which <laughs> I guess that would make his nickname Keen the T.E. Um, Dalton, we hardly knew ye. Uh, John said a couple times out there on the practice field, but that's about it. I think that has to do with the fact that their uh, drafted tight end is now 
physically good to go, no uh, injury questions with him, and he's actually given a chance to make a play every once in a while on Sundays on the roster. So uh, that, do you think they're bemoaning the loss of Dalton Keene? No, I mean, they have 16 practice squad spots and they had to create one and he was the one. So by definition, that tells you he was 16 of 16. Remember, Tyree Jackson's getting closer too from being able to come off the pup list as well. So um, the Eagles are, are, you know, feel comfortable at that position now. Um, and, 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 you know, they already had, uh, if you think about uh, Noah Tungia, you already had uh, a practice squad tight end as well. So, right. you know, once Tyree Jackson is back and healthy and you, you always play that game, you sort of said, well, we're getting him back so we can we don't need that extra tight end. Um, that's where I think the Eagles were thinking. Plus, he just got here. Usually, you know, uh, uh, you know, the last one in the building first to leave that type of thing. Understood. Um, speaking of close to returning, you said, I think it was either Monday or, or it was late last week, uh, that you've at least seen Andre Dillard out there on the practice field. Um, it was <laughs> take your time, Andre, until Jordan Mailata decided to make a tackle on a pick six this past Sunday. And now it's, oh, wait, is Andre ready to go? He's eligible to come back, was on the IR, had to miss the first four games. The Eagles are 4-0, so at least as per league rules, he's eligible to return. Where is he actually at as far as returning goes? Well, yeah. I mean, do you think he's going to be honest about that? All I can tell you about Andre is, uh, you know, he had a a cast uh, on his forearm, um, and now it's off. And um, he's moving around well. Four to six weeks, it's, 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 you know, anytime you talk to a lot of doctors over the years, you have to let these things heal. I think that's, you know, a lot of times the cast comes off and these guys look ready to go and they, they, they look like their old selves, but um, you need to let that heal, which takes time. So it's a, a little difficult. I always thought four to six weeks was really, really optimistic. Um, so I certainly think four weeks is, um, I don't think he's going to be out there. He's going to be activated today and he's going to be out there on, on Sunday in Arizona, but I do think he's getting closer. That's good news. Cause, uh, as good as, uh, Driscoll was, he's one good hit from going down. And if my lot is not up and Driscoll goes down now, all of a sudden you're shifting all the things on the offensive line and that can get a little tricky. Um, so, uh, hopefully, uh, both Dillard and Mylotta are good to go on short. And term. add Brett uh, Brett Toth in there too, as well, because he can play left tackle. And he's he's ready. All not I shouldn't say ready. He's almost ready to come back from his torn ACL. So um, yes, yeah, he, he's out of sight. He's out of sight, depth. out of mind. Yeah. When, when well, he's not out of sight. He, he's always out there. He's always out there. Him and him and Tyree are always out there. Okay, uh, rehabbing on a separate field. Um, they both tore their ACL in the final regular season game, the final meaningless regular season game, typically a nine month injury, you know, nine months is mid September. So we're, we're way past it now, a couple weeks past it. So those guys are getting closer as well. When, when they actually join the, the uh, practice field with their teammates, then I'll, Hey, what, but what about Todd? How are they going to use him? Uh, not there yet, but uh, we'll see if uh, that advances this week. 
Oh, that's right. Wait, how much practice time are you guys allowed to, leading up to the game against the finals? <clears throat> well, yeah, they're going to walk through today. Walk through today. How's that going to go? Well, we're not allowed in walkthroughs. That's walk one through Wednesday. Is that going to be an every week thing with the Eagles? Got to be unless there's a different scheduled game uh, Thursday night or a. They're doing Monday it. Uh, I I I think they practiced last week. I believe they practiced last week normally, but on no, Wednesday. No, no, I got to everything runs together. Um, Let's see. They 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 came off the Monday night game. They didn't, but that was understandable because oh, okay. of the short week. Um, and, and, and then they beat Washington. I think they did practice last Wednesday, okay. but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. But I uh, thought it had become standard operating procedure that it was walk through Wednesday. But uh, you guys got to walk through. But you will hear from Nick Sirianni today, and he'll stay mums to the word of uh, how the. It, Injured Eagles are looking. All right, Johnny Mac, we got two good guests today. Martin Frank's going to join us coming up in less than 10 minutes. And then in hour number two, we're going down the shore with our buddy Mike Gill from the Sports Bash. Um, but I do want to put this out there before we start breaking down the stuff with our guests on the Birds 4-0 start. And that is the NFL Power Rankings. Now, uh, we've talked about this here on the show before. Uh, power Rankings mean... Basically nothing other than bragging rights. It has nothing to do with where you sit in the standings. It's not going to get your playoff spot. It's not going to give you a chance, better chance to beat anyone else on the upcoming week or whatever. It basically comes down to bragging rights and how you are being respected by outlets, both here in the Delaware Valley and across the country. And I got to tell you, Johnny Mac, I'm a little perturbed. I'm a little, little put off. Uh, by where the Eagles are being held in accord by certain national outlets. I think it's our buddy Jimmy Kemsky on uh, uh, Philly Voice who does the roundup for us each and every single week. And he's got six different uh, well-respected media outlets that uh, put out their power rankings. Always come out on Tuesday because got to wait till Monday night, see if any of the Monday night teams should effectively move up or move back. Yeah, that would be the Rams. Um the three power, the three outlets that basically, in my opinion, have it right are the NFL Network, NFL.com, uh, the Athletic.com, and CBSSports.com, because all three have the Eagles ranked at number one, which is where they should be. They've been the best team in the National Football League, not only by record, but in my account, by the way that they played, they should be the number one ranked team. Yahoo has them at number two. Buffalo was number one, started at number one. Eagles had to work their way up from where their preseason ranking was to get into the conversation for number one. If you put Buffalo at number one and the Eagles number two, which Yahoo did, all right, I disagree with you, but I'm not going to. All right, all right. You're putting more of an emphasis on where you started the season and movement in the list. The I uh, gave you this number yesterday. The Eagles are number two in the NFL in point differential. Uh, they're plus 44 for the year, uh, points scored over, points given up. The Buffalo Bills are actually number one, even though they've lost a the game. Their wins have been blowouts of other teams, so they're plus a 54. So if you're going to use that, all right, Buffalo one, Eagles two. All right, uh, I'd go Eagles. Buffalo, you want to go Buffalo Eagles? I'm okay with that. ESPN's got them at number three. On what list should the Eagles be number three, sitting at four and zero at this point of the year, Johnny Mac? 
Well, they shouldn't, but I, you know, I, I'm always like, well, who, who cares? I mean, it's, I assume it's one person's opinion. I don't, I don't know how ESPN does it. If it's one person or if it's, you know, uh, if it's, if it's polling the whole building, I guess it would upset me a little bit more. Uh, if it's one person, it wouldn't upset me in the, in the least, um, you know, it's somebody's opinion. And <laughs> I mean, I have opinions, I, you know, some people like them. Some people right. don't like them. You have, a, I, you know, I never get upset. I, I, I say it all the time. I said, you know, Chris Sims, everybody was, he's Jalen Hurts is not on Chris Sims list. Yeah. It doesn't look good for Chris Sims right yeah. now, but who cared at the time? Who cares? Who cares? He's well, everybody he's cared, but then it plays itself out. And either yeah. Chris Sims looked like, Oh shoot, maybe I shouldn't have second guessed. Yeah, he have, but... Or he could be proven woefully wrong, which yeah. is more the case this year with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I I I I never understood why people get so fired up about certain people's in, in power rankings. I mean, like they're a snapshot. I say the Eagles have been the best team in the NFL, but it's a snapshot. It's week four. Right. You know, and half of this stuff next week, but you I think you have every right to be annoyed when your team is underestimated in the snapshot look. And I think they have been by Yahoo. I'm okay. ESPN annoys me a little bit. The ringer actually has them at fourth that they've got. Who's that? Ben Solak? No, 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 no. no. Ben's an Eagles guy. Do you know Austin Gale? No. He was on top of the byline on the ringer for the power ratings today. Austin Gale, apparently before he went to, uh, uh, the ringer, he worked for uh PFF Pro Football um, Focus. Well, yeah, and and well, then he should uh, PFF has the Eagles number one in their yeah. overall rankings. Um, so that's the film. Um, I, 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 I try to muster up, you know, you, these you, things you, are it doesn't are, bother you, no. apparently, it doesn't bother you as much as it bothers me. It, here's, it, here's the promise. Um, I'm going to ask you to work your PFF guy and get us a contact for Austin Gale. If the Eagles win this week, beat the Cardinals, and he's still got them at number four next week, we got to probably get doesn't him. like Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. Well, and then he we got to get him on Jalen the show Hurts. and let him explain to us how he's watching Jalen Hurts do what he's doing and not give him his proper respect. So uh, we'll we'll effort. I do not have Austin Gale's uh, contact. I don't have his number. I don't have his email. I don't have his Insta. Uh, But if if he, I will say, I'll use the word, disses. And I think he's dissed the Philadelphia Eagle this week by ranking him number four in his power rankings. Oh, we'll get him on next week. We'll, we'll, somehow somehow we'll track him down and try, or we'll at least give him an offer to join us here on birds unfortunately austin gale's power rankings are worth the same as the three power rankings that had the eagles number one unfortunately <sighs> but you know if it makes you happy it makes you happy yeah but it makes we, you sad johnny, it makes you... johnny we uh appreciate those who stream on in for us every single day and the only thing we're given is our opinion uh, yeah same exact- exactly our opinion exactly. is the same as now Martin opinion. Frank's opinion. Oh where my, he has the Eagles. Oh my, uh, they, that that's... is it. And by the way, Paul Domowich, number two, should have threw uh, through Paul under the bus as well. For the he's got Bills number one. I believe he's got the Bills number one. See, yeah. I'm okay with that. I don't agree with it, but I'm okay with it. That's at least debatable. 
the fact that this guy from the ringer has three teams above the Eagles at this stage. I'm sorry. You got to explain that to me. I uh, don't quite. He's one of them, the Giants. No, (laughs) (laughs) that, that crazy's not, uh, Bills, Chiefs, Packers. Oh, the Pack—that's too much respect. Nobody has more respect for the Packers than me, because I—you know this, Jody. I love Aaron Rodgers, and even that—that they belong nowhere near number three. But that's just respect for Aaron Rodgers. It is all that is. And I know this is shoot. I've been doing this for a long time, so I know that this is not. And when you say something like this, people take it to heart, and it's just—it's—it's opinion. It's a comp like anything else. Both the Eagles and the Vikings, uh, Eagles and the Packers have played the Vikings. How'd that go for Green Bay? How'd that go for Philadelphia? Yeah, well, they stink too. So I'll go, uh, we got to get to Barton, but pro football focus looking at the film. So, you know, their top 10 teams, uh, built, uh, Eagles are one, Chiefs are two, 49ers are three. I have no problems with that, right? According okay. to them, the Atlanta Falcons are tied with the 49ers at number three. The Saints are five. They stink. The Vikings are six. They stink. Uh, the, the Bucks Saints? are seven. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yes. Did you? The Saints are what? Five. They're five. Ahead, they're ahead of the Vikings. In the league right now. Yeah, they're ahead of the Vikings, who just beat them on on a double doink, and and both of those teams stink. Tampa Bay seven. Uh, Buffalo is eight. They and got get the Saints. Oh, wait, just stop right there. They have the Saints at five and the Bills at eight. Yes. See, this is why I refuse to play pay for a pro football folks. And number nine, get this one, Jody. Number nine, top ten team in this league, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yikes! Uh, that's uh, at certain things that Pro Football Focus puts out. I, I really like and agree with, uh, and other times they just leave me scratching. Now their my rankings head. are a little bit different. They're saying they're not saying these are the best teams. They're saying this is. These are the teams that have put the best film. So, you know, the quarterback might stink like Pittsburgh, but other people might be doing their job. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, but, no, uh, no one has gotten close to the Pittsburgh punter this year. So that play is the same as a fourth and one from the two yard yeah, line. In the which is quarter. exactly because so all plays are created equal, which is ridiculous. Pro football focus. Ridiculous. That being said, I do have some pro football focus grades on <laughs> later because he, he pays for the service and I've just refused. They're not getting a no, bring I don't penny. pay for the service. You Come get on, a comp? You're uh, a comp I, guy? I, I, no, I don't. I, I get it through other avenues. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you, you, I'm going to ask corporate, you to go, Corporate avenues. I'm going to ask you to say. go down that avenue for me a little bit later. The avenue we're headed to next is Delaware. We're going to bring our guy up, Martin Frank. He's going to join us here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. 
Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Undefeated Wednesday edition of Birds 365 with your Mac and Mac guys, McDonald and McMullen. We are joined by Martin Frank from the Delaware News Journal, who shares a press box with Mr. McMullen every single week. Oh, uh, that's bad news for Martin. We, we sit right next to each other, too. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's usually in between yeah. us to well, keep we us apart. Yeah, that's true. To keep us apart. We might swing at each other if, if Ed's not there. Are you guys uh, carpooling to Arizona, as a matter of fact? <laughs> yeah, we're leaving right after the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's start with uh, your extensive breakdown of Cameron Dicker, the kicker, who, by the way, <laughs> is um, the all-time leading field goal kicker at the University of Texas which means he beat Justin Tucker, which means he's the greatest kicker of all time. Correct. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but in all seriousness, how difficult would it be to go into Arizona if Jake Elliott can't kick? And, you know, it's pristine conditions, Martin, out there, but um, never kicked in an NFL game. Um, it's a high leverage situation. Are you comfortable with Cameron Dicker out there? Well, it doesn't matter if I'm comfortable with yeah. him. It matters. <laughs> That's true. If the Eagles are comfortable. And I don't know. I mean, you have to go back to uh, Jake Elliott's situation. I mean, he 
2017, I believe he uh, replaced Caleb Sturgis. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Came and, off the uh, Cincinnati practice squad. That's right. That's right. So, um, and I remember he missed a few early. And then in that Giants game, he missed one. And Jason Peters, who's literally twice his size and twice his weight, went up to him and said, hey, no more misses. I think he's <laughs> a lot more menacingly than, than I'm saying it now. But then, you know, Elliott hit the 61-yard field goal to beat the Giants. And that kind of sent them on their way towards that Super Bowl run. So you never know. Um, you know, a guy like Dicker, you know, you need a 35, 40-yard field goal in the conditions in, in Phoenix, which obviously indoors, grass and everything like that. Um, I think he'll be fine. And sometimes I feel badly when I minimize the kicking game in the NFL, but then I realize the NFL minimizes the kicking game, that nobody's got backup kickers and they just pick them off the street and who's available on the week you need one. Oh, hey, the best of the bad lot. Let me pick them up and sign this guy so I don't feel bad about it for too long. Uh, but maybe I should. So that's why I'll ask this question. The Eagles' special teams so far this year have been poor. Is that a fair way to capitalize what the Eagles' special teams have been? So now no. you're bringing in a different kicker. And there's probably some feel to kickoff returns and how the guy usually kicks it and how quickly you need to get out and where you're going to avoid the blocks and the like. Does this, uh, if Jake Elliott can't go and Dicker is the kicker come Sunday, can we expect the special teams to even be as good as they've been, which is not good to begin with? Yeah, not very special, special you know, I, I mean, what what choice do they have? I mean, I would assume that if, you know, Dicker could probably kick it far enough to get into the end zone so they're starting at the 25. I mean, you know, if you kicked in college like he did and stuff like that, you can, you can obviously kick Yeah, it. he's got a strong leg. He was a kickoff yeah, guy. Kick he was it. a punter. I don't think you'll yeah. have a problem on touchbacks, but right. everything else. Well, you, you know, at the very play. least you can do that. You don't have to worry about giving up a long return or anything like that. Um and like I said, I mean, maybe you won't try for a 50-yard field goal or beyond unless it's desperation times. But, um, you know, and the Eagles like to go for it on fourth down. Anyway, yeah. So maybe it helps, Martin. Maybe it yeah. helps. You bring up a good point. If if you're, you know, fourth and four, say, but you have Jake Elliott, you'll say, maybe I'll kick this 52-yard field goal, but maybe – Maybe if you're fourth and four with, with Cameron Dicker, maybe you go for it. And, you know, the head coach says, I trust Jalen, I trust Jalen, I trust Jalen. So <laughs> maybe you trust Jalen more. Maybe it hurt. Maybe it helps. Maybe they get more aggressive. I didn't yeah, think of that. That's why Martin's a genius, and I'm not. That's why I sit, you know, I can't sit next to him. But uh, <laughs> Maybe you should be sitting next to him. Maybe some of it will wear yeah, off. Yeah, maybe it'll rub off. Yeah, that's mm. a good point, though, Martin. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things. I mean, they like going for it anyway. Maybe this just takes the guesswork or any kind of uh, second guessing out of it. And he says, nah, going for it. Fourth and four from the 35. I'm going to pass up that 53-yard field goal, and I'm going to go for the first down. You know, unless it's like two seconds left and, you know, you're down by two points, then you got to try it. But yeah. Unless, yeah. You know, you just go for it. I mean, look what they did on Sunday. They were – you know, they were going for it like from fourth and goal from the three yard line instead of a yeah. field goal like, you know, early in the second quarter. They're already down 14 nothing. He said, I need a touchdown. I can't have a field goal. And they got it. 
Yeah, that was worked, a big play. That was a big play. And that was and that was Jalen Hurts forcing his way in the end zone. We talked to Shane Steichen about that yesterday. Yeah. That's kind of been interesting because you're like, well, all right, he got it. He 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 knew the situation. He knew we had to get in. But man, you don't want your quarterback taking that kind of hit at the goal line. And and Shane Steichen was talking about that sort of give and take. You get concerned about that stuff at all. We saw it with Carson Wentz back in the day, obviously. Uh, Jalen's a little bit different, can protect himself a little bit better. But does that uh, concern you when he puts it all out there? Look, it's big spot, but it's still week four. You know, it's not that big. Yeah, I mean, it it is a little bit concerning, but you mentioned Carson Wentz, and I think there's a kind of a big difference there. I mean, Carson was a lot more reckless as far as when he took off and taking a hit and everything. He wasn't really good at sliding, or he didn't want to slide. Um, Jalen Hurts is, you know, he doesn't take many hits. I mean, you know, a situation like that, fourth and goal from the three, you got to get in the end zone, you're going to take a hit. but he doesn't really get hit that often. I know there was a one preseason game. He took a late hit out of bounds. I mean, that's really kind of unavoidable. But, you know, you got to win games. Um, and, you know, that's the way it is. Uh, you know, every now and then he's going to have to take one for the team, you know, give up his body. And, you know, hope, and the Eagles just have to cross their fingers and, and hope he's not hurt you know, has to come out of the game or miss a game or two or something like that. I mean, it happens, but, you know, you also have to win your games. I mean, you can't, like, lay up there at the one-yard line on fourth down and, and you know, turn Very true. Away. That would not look good. That no. would not look good. Yeah. But I'll, no, I'll, say, I'll say this about Jalen Hurts, and if you guys disagree with me, please tell me so. Um, this is now his third-year starting game for the Eagles. Only one full year – tail end of two years ago and the first four games of this year um over the course of those games which are what four plus 17 plus four is 25 games i would say over the 25 games he has become smarter about how to use his running game in the national football league when he first started it was i'm gonna get every inch every every single time every single play I'm not going to worry about my own physical condition. He's gotten better in that there are some guys that get to a point, get better, and all they do is go down. All they do is slide. All right, you slid two yards before the first down. What were you doing? No, Jalen has gotten to the point where he's really smart in that he knows what he needs to accomplish, get into the end zone, get the first down, give him third and short, whatever else, down distance. I think he's really smart at this stage, and it may have taken the 20-plus games to get there but to know exactly how and when to sacrifice his body and how and when to do what's uh, most important for the Eagle to be in the best position on the field after his run. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, he, he, I mean, he doesn't really take unnecessary hits. I mean, no. he's always kind of avoided that. He'll either slide or run out of bounds, you know, maybe, you know, live to play another play. And that's what you got to do when you're a quarterback. I mean, you know, it's, it's foolish to, you know, susceptible, just to make yourself susceptible to injuries and stuff like that. And he's always, he's done a pretty good job with that. I mean, he'll take a hit because he has to, but it's only because he has to in the situation. Uh, By the way, guys, it's Wednesday. So I feel like I have to do this every week on this show. Uh, uh, Defensive player of the week. 
no shock, Hassan Reddick of the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yes, another player of the week for the Philadelphia Eagles. So let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagle award winners rather than the NFL award winners is what you're saying. No, no, no. The NF, the NFC, uh, defensive player of the week. Oh no, I'm I'm just, I'm calling for a renaming of the award. Oh yeah. Yeah. Philadelphia Eagle gets it every single week is my point. They get it. Uh, it, it's been on the defensive side, but every week they've had a, a player of the week and Hassan is the latest. Um, now, you know, people were a little bit uh, worried, shockingly, after those first two games. And they said, where are the sacks from Hassan Reddick? Where are the big plays? I got to give Nick Sirianni credit. He said they were close mm-hmm. before the Washington game. And then, bang, everything's coming up Nick Sirianni. Uh, I think he had one and a half sacks in Washington. And now he's got two uh, against Jacksonville, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. You know, I talk about A.J. Brown a lot, uh, Martin, his impact on this team. The upgrade from Gennard Avery to Hassan Reddick, that's 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 a big bump. That's a big yeah. up, bump up. Yeah, that's that's A.J. Brownish. I mean, you know, it's it's probably the most underrated upgrade that the Eagles have had during the offseason. <clears throat> I mean, you know, when you look at Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, and and the kind of defense he wanted to play last year, he had Jannard Avery playing in that role that he has Hassan Reddick in. And Avery had one sack, I think, in 12 starts. Yeah. And, you know, Reddick pretty much wrecked the last two games by himself. I mean, it's it's night and day. I mean, yes, A.J. Brown's a huge upgrade over Jalen Rager and everything, and the Eagles have you know, taking full advantage of that, but they've also done that on the defensive side. I mean, that's probably the biggest upgrade on defense by far um, compared to last year, just like A.J. Brown is the biggest upgrade on offense by far compared to last year. So, yeah, I mean, it's he's been tremendous. Um, And even like the first two games where he wasn't getting any sacks, I mean, you can kind of see that he was – you know, affecting the game. He was making things a little bit easier for the other defensive linemen to kind of, you know, make some stops and everything like that. So he was still having an impact, and now he's just taken off. I mean, whatever it is the last two weeks that he figured it out, he's definitely figured it out. And, um, you know, the Eagles are a dangerous defensive front. I mean, you know, if you're you're an opposing quarterback, you got to get that ball out quickly. You know, and then, you know, that helps the cornerbacks. I mean, look at the season Darius Slay and James Bradbury are having right now. And, you know, those I'll guys say Bradbury are... around groats, uh, Martin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah uh, the James Bradbury has definitely been playing pretty well too, despite what Bob Groats says. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, all right, Martin, I spent uh, part of the first segment of show today complaining about comparisons between the Eagles and the other teams in the NFL. I think they should sit atop uh, any comparison, power ranking, call it what you want. Uh, I think they've been that good for the first four weeks. To comp the Eagles to themselves, which has impressed you more, the Eagle offense or the Eagle defense through four games? Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, can I say both? 
<laughs> yes, but then you have to stop splitting hairs and make a call on one over the other, as slight as the difference right. may be. That's one of your rip special teams and say uh, you go. <laughs> I, I go special go. teams is third. Good yeah. job, Johnny Mac. Way to go out on the limb. <laughs> I will go offense just because of the jump that Jalen Hurts has made from, from last year to this year and the addition of AJ Brown. I mean Last year they were they were a run based offense. You know you knew they had to run the ball, and they were good at it. Obviously, but you know the biggest question is you know that you can't win in the NFL unless you're able to throw the ball. And, and I think Jalen Hurts has answered all those questions so far through four games this year. I mean his his improvement has been massive compared to last year. Um, and then you add AJ Brown, and that's made Devontae Smith better, even though the stats you know, kind of been up and down with him and, and Dallas Goddard's been a force. Uh, Miles Sanders has benefited as well with all the running lanes and stuff yeah. that he's gotten. So, and they've shown they could beat you so many different ways. I mean, you know, last Sunday in like miserable weather, they ran the ball 50 times, gained over 200 yards against the defense that was allowing only 55 per game. But then, you know, they've also thrown the ball, you know, they totally – threw the ball all over Washington the week before. I think Hertz had like 280 yards passing in the first half alone, and then they kind of, you know, eased up a little bit in the second half. But, you know, I, the offense has just been really impressive in every game yeah. so far this year. Uh, over 400 yards in each yep. game. Uh, they've that, been able to do it uh, different ways as well. Um, Isn't there a stat like they're the only team? First team. Well, there's been four teams since 1970 to start. Yeah. And have over 400 uh, total yards in each game. So it's been pretty impressive. I agree with Martin. Offense over defense for this reason. Simple reason. Offense is more important in the modern NFL. So if you have the the better offense, it's more important. Uh, than the better defense. So that's my perspective. But coming in, we talked about it with the kicker. But even more so, Martin, injuries on the offensive line, that could change things quickly. And I think Mm -hmm. in a weird way that weather helped uh, the Eagles when they lost Jordan Mailata because it became a running game. And Jack Driscoll can go straight ahead like everybody else, but he and Sue Opeta, if they have the pass block, I think there's going to be more issues. How important is it to get Jordan and Isaac Samalo on the field uh, this week in Arizona? Yeah, I mean, it's those guys are good players. I mean, <laughs> for a reason. Um, and, yeah, I mean, exactly what you said. Uh, Driscoll did a decent job, but it was pretty much a running game. I mean, even when he first came in, they were still trying to throw the ball a little bit. And it didn't really go that well, you know, his first few snaps and everything weren't the greatest. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're losing a guy like Melata, who's one of the best left tackles in the NFL, um, probably make the Pro Bowl this year, I would think. Um, and, and Sam Olive's been steady at right guard. I mean, you can't, you know, the guy's a veteran. He knows his stuff. I mean, the other offensive linemen in Stoutland, I mean, they all you know, sing his praises and stuff. So you're going to have a drop-off to Sue Opeta. The one thing I was kind of surprised at is they didn't put the rookie Cam Jurgens in there. Um, and, and I asked uh, 
Sirianni that the other day, you know, why not, why not Jurgens there? And he said, I guess Supeta, I mean, Suo Opeta has been working there pretty much, you know, every day in practice and Jurgens had to play center pretty much all preseason because Kelsey was up with the elbow injury. So he didn't really have a chance to cross train there, which he's starting to do now, you know, now that Kelsey's back, but maybe he just didn't feel that he was quite ready just yet. Um, still, I, I mean, at some point, if it's a long-term deal for Isaac, um, you know, maybe at some point Jurgens gets in there, but, um, you know, Sewer can do a decent job and, but it is a drop off when you go from Elada and Sayamalo to Driscoll, Driscoll slash Dillard and, and Suo Peta. What is Suo Peta? According to Jason Tesla Kelsey, stock, he's uh, Tesla stock, stock yeah, of the which is uh, you know, line. Elon Musk is must not yeah. be doing that well. Is that what he's gonna well, buy Twitter? Again, that, so. Maybe a year ago that was yeah. great stock. I don't know yeah. about now, uh, but we'll, yeah. we, we'll see on Sunday if he's got to be out there and play. All right, Martin, here's my concern about the upcoming game on Sunday. The Eagles have not seen any quarterback during the regular season or preseason that can move with the football the way that uh, the quarterback of the Cardinals can. Murray is he's right. They're, they're three guys that are above everybody else in the league. It's Jackson, it's Kurtz, and it's uh, the Cardinals quarterback who can just flat out beat you with their legs. I've watched enough of the Cardinal games to know this year, Kyler Murray's still making it up as he goes along. He loves to do stuff out of the pocket and uh, do stuff on the fly. He hasn't turned it up as much as he has in previous years. Now but when he's he not has, running very much at all. He's not. Yeah. But when he adds, I've seen him make a couple of key plays, get big first downs, much like Jalen Hurts. I think he's he's gotten much smarter when he runs. How big a factor is this in Sunday's game? Is this something we should be worried about? Because the Eagles have faced basically two statues and two <laughs> okay athletic quarterbacks at best so far in their four games. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, yes, it's it's something new for them. But on the other hand, I mean, that's what they see every day in practice. Practice? Um, wait, wait, wait. Did, did the Eagles practice? <laughs> the walk through. Walk through Wednesday. Walk through Wednesday. Well, maybe they walk very fast. Um, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you go full <laughs> speed right up into the snap. Jalen Hurts can speed walk with the best of them. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it'll be different. I mean, all you have to do is uh, Google that two-point conversion that uh, Kyler Murray made against the Raiders a couple weeks ago where he's, like, running back all the way to the 25, looking for someone, then he stops, and then he starts taking off, and then he zigzags his way into the end zone. I think that whole play took, like, 25 seconds, you know, to get a two-point conversion. So, yeah, I mean, he's someone you got to – if you're covering, you know, cornerback, you got to stick with your guy longer. If you're a defensive lineman and stuff, you just kind of keep keep running after him and pursuing. Linebackers going to have to, you know, they're going to have to make a decision one way or the other at some point. Do they go after him? Do they stay with their guy? I mean, that's what makes Kyler Murray general. I mean, um, that's what makes him dangerous. That's why he's got the $230 million contract. I mean, you know, that's his job to – disrupt defenses and everything yeah. like that so yeah it'll be a challenge for sure one thing I don't see is, was, is they uh, won't have certain wide receiver deandre hopkins so you know maybe that's why kyler murray hasn't gone out to as great a start as he has in the past uh gannett's description was uh, uh spot on with murray 
Uh, he, he runs around, but he gives up like 20 yards. He'll give up 20 yards and just – he's got a lot of Fran Tarkenton in him for those old heads, <laughs> but more of an athlete, just scramble around, scramble around. But he's not going to run. He's always looking to throw the football, which is interesting. You mentioned his contract, Mark, and I can't let you get out of here. I It's still early, but, I mean, right now – I would say that Jalen Hurts is better than Kyler Murray. I know people are going to get upset, but it's just an early snapshot. But you mentioned $230.5 million. If I'm Nicole Lynn, who was Jalen Hurts' agent, I'm I'm going in after this season and saying, all right, starts at 231. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what the Eagles are going to have to pay Jalen Hurts? And are we the bigger question is, are we past because I'm past? Are we past the realization that the Eagles are going to extend Jalen Hurts? I would like to think so. I mean, <laughs> you know, I can't I can't see how there's any doubt anymore that he's, you know, their future quarterback and everything like that. Like, you know, when you came into the summer, even before training camp, you're like, okay, well, they still have the two first round picks next year. And if they don't like what they're seeing from Hurts, they can, you know, yeah, maybe try to figure out a way to trade up. I mean, obviously, that's not the case. I don't think anybody's asking that question anymore. I mean, I think we already know. So the question is like trying to find a number. And you know, before the season started and everything, you're like, all right, if they if they extend Jalen Hurts, maybe it's in the Jimmy Garoppolo range, so like twenty five <laughs> to thirty million. A year. <laughs> that's quaint I, now. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that that horse has left the barn um it's gonna cost him i mean you know it'd be interesting to see what lamar jackson gets uh he turned down what he he turned down something um yeah he he uh he's betting on himself and by the way he's winning as long as he he stays healthy but you know i mean if you look at it right now i mean you know yes it's a quarter of the way through the season not even but like hertz is definitely an mvp candidate and if that's the case. You know, you got to pay those guys um, like top of the line type of money. So, Mark, um, we had, uh, don't know if you know him at all. Matt Verderam is a good buddy, does a nice job, covers the entire NFL fan side. Uh, we had him on a couple of weeks ago. This was, I think, when Eagles were 2 0 before they were 4 0, with Jalen Hurts having two more W's to his resume. He said during the offseason, he thought that Burrow and Herbert's ask number had to start at 50, and he said, guess what? Jalen Hurts is working himself into that conversation alongside Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, who, oh, by the way, is tied with um, Hurts with playoff victories at zero. At least Hurts has a playoff appearance, which Herbert doesn't yet, uh, so you yeah. get my drift. Oh, the number's not going to be 30 or 35 or 40 or 45. It could well be 50 for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and it depends on how far the Eagles go. I mean, if they go to the NFC Championship game, if they go to the Super Bowl, it's... NFC know. Championship? Don't respect the, disrespect this team on Birds 365. Uh, that, is, that is a disappointing it, end game. Part. But you have to look at one, one other thing. Like, next year, Hertz is still on his rookie contract, which I think would be like $1.9 million against the cap. So they still have, like, one more opportunity to add more pieces around him before his next contract would kick in. So, yeah. And how he will do that, he will structure it. So he has that extra year, but he's going to have to make the long-term commitment 
to Jalen Hurts after this season. Yeah. But you're right, he can structure it. So the Eagles don't take the big hit until the following season. Right. Uh, and that'll be a, a, a big key. And that's what Howie's really, really good at. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, they have a huge window right now, this year and next year, to really make a run and, and, and accumulate a lot of talent and stuff like that. So, um, and, you know, the next two years, I mean, guys like, you know, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, you know, maybe Kelsey retires, you know, so there'll be some money coming off the books too. I mean, they'll be in pretty good shape. I mean, as long as like all the draft picks they've had the last few years start panning out, you know, those guys, you know, in 2024 and beyond, I mean, they could possibly weather signing Hurts to a huge contract as long as that transition from guys like Kelsey to Cam Jurgens, from Fletcher Cox to Jordan Davis, that kind of thing um, takes place. Yeah, that helps. Let At me... M. Frank NFL, Martin Frank, read them, DelawareOnline.com. Martin, before I get out of here, uh, you're not supposed to look ahead, but the Dallas Cowboys are coming up. So are we going to have an unbeaten Eagles team against an unbeaten Cooper Rush in week six? How 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 much hype is coming into that one if that happens? I don't know. I, I don't kill me, but I I, I have a bad feeling. Whoa, bad feeling. Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. They never I, went in Arizona, by the way. I'm, I'm not I'm not there yet, Martin. But I think that the second half of John's question is the one that's going to go by the boards. I think Dak's starting this week, and if he's really? not starting this week, he's definitely yeah, starting next that, week. I think Eagles. Dak will be. He'll definitely be back for the Eagles. Um, yeah, you don't think they have any pause if he keeps winning, if they win again with Cooper Rush? Because Jerry was on his radio show and said Dak isn't ready. Uh, now, he's been wrong when he said he was ready, so maybe he's wrong this time. But if he wins again, you think they they, they put him on the bench and let Dak Prescott lose to the Eagles? That's, that's, that's tough. Here's the pause. Uh, yeah, Dak, get in there. Uh, yeah, a momentary pause, and then they'll yeah. go back to their, their quarterback. Because right. I said this on my CBS show over the weekend. Somebody brought the very same thing up. What if he beats the Rams? If he goes out and throws for 450 yards and five touchdowns, that's another story. Has, yeah, has he's not going to do that. Has Cooper Rush wowed you with his play? No, uh, no. Other than the W at the end of the column. No, he's a game else manager. done wowed you? No. Not at all. Well, that, yeah. That's why Dak will be back in there. Dak, yeah. Dak will definitely be playing that Sunday night game against the Eagles. I, I got one more question for both you guys. Uh, and I was racking my brain to ask it, couldn't come up with an answer. I got a half-baked one. I'll see if you Eagle experts are uh, better at remembering things than me. We were talking about Jalen Hurts and getting the contract done and how high is high. When was the last time? the Eagles lost a player via free agency that they should have kept, that they wanted to keep, that the, the player was interested in staying, but just said, well, no, here's my ask number. You won't get to my ask number. I'm going to go take it from somebody else. And when they did, that player played well in their new town with their new team, and the Eagles missed that individual. When was the last time that happened? The Eagles lost a guy who they wanted to keep, but they had a number and they wouldn't go above that number. And the guy got the number elsewhere and still continued to play at a high level. Who would you say is the last guy to do that? 
Hmm. That's a That's really a good, good question. Yeah. They don't yeah, I was racking time. my brain sitting here, Reg, thinking Reggie about White? it. Reggie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, White? Maybe. Reggie White? Uh, w- one of them is guaranteed to be b- between Reggie and today uh, was B-Doc. No, I, 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 they didn't make a mistake mm. on Brian. I'm sorry. Every Eagles oh, okay. match you yeah, get. They yeah, did, you they, and I are going to disagree on no, that. They didn't make a mistake. That was Well, I don't think they player. ever had a number for Brian Dawkins. I just yeah. think they were not bringing him back no matter what. Yeah. I mean, they didn't make, they didn't make a mistake. Free. I mean, that's revisionist really, history. That was, that was, How do you figure? Because he was, a, he, he was an aging, descending player. They made a decision to move on. He wasn't nearly the player he was, and but people love him. He's better than what the Eagles trotted out there at safety that year, and they would have been better if he was in their defensive uh, backfield. That That's just, you know, he's a great player. He's a Hall of Fame player. Everything, give him all the flowers for that. But that was an aging player. It, it, you know, you make decisions. You make difficult decisions. Zach Ertz in Arizona. Should have got to Zach Ertz, by the way, but uh, we're running out of time. Um, they met, you know, Zach can still play, but they had a better, they made a decision. They right. made the no, right decision. I, there's a difference between Zach Ertz and Brian Dawkins. Who took over for Brian Dawkins? Who was their replacement? Zach Ertz's replacement was Dallas Goddard. No, yeah, I hear upgrade. what you're saying. For, for a year, he had one pretty good year in Denver. Um, and he was better than what the Eagles had at safety. But so well what said. you're paying, you're paying so much. You, you had to turn it over. You had to turn it over is all I'm saying. But uh, to to answer your question, Jody, um, there could be another player in that category after this year, the uh, the running back, Miles Sanders. Yeah. You know, I mean, he keeps playing like he is. His price is going up, too, and the Eagles don't pay for running backs. Yeah, they do. They probably do have a number in mind for Miles Sanders, and if he outperforms that and some other team gives him that money, I mean, he might go. There's a couple guys like that on the Eagles this year. White and Edwards at linebacker. Will they keep them both? Uh, uh, they'll keep one. I think they'll one, keep one. That means one's going to walk away. And if the one that walk away walks away, no. becomes a Pro Bowl level linebacker somewhere else. That's no, that's, that's why, why they, we. That's why Howie Roseman gets Kobe paid Dini. when he gets paid. He needs yeah. to make well, those tough Kobe decisions. Dini's supposed to be the next guy in. So yeah. you know, I they, I I don't even think I'm going to get more Eagles fans riled up. I I don't even think those are difficult decisions for Howie. He's like, I'm not. Martin hit the nail on the head. I'm not paying for a running back, and it's T.J. Edwards. It's not a conversation uh, yeah. between T.J. and Kaiser. Those are right. easy decisions for Howie. Mm, we'll see. Uh, well, White's a pretty good player. They might be careful with White if you're going to let him walk away. That you decide you're going to. got Nicobe, as Martin said. Yeah. That's Nicobe's job. Why you drafted him? It's Cam for Jason. It's it's Nicobe for Kaiser. It's uh, what's the right? Third? But let me let me Jordan ask you a Dean question. And we've seen nothing out of Dean. He he hasn't played. All he plays is special teams. Which is his more natural position, inside or outside? Well, it's weak side or Mike. He's a he, he's a more natural uh, projected weak side linebacker, so it fits as well. Uh, he's just not big enough to play Mike at the NFL level. Okay, all right. Yeah. I, th- I think he'd be a better Mike than than a weak, but uh, we shall see. All right, Martin, we kept you late. Thank you much for sticking around with us. Feel free to smack John on the back of the head when you need to. Yeah, you, you won't be the only hours. one after I, I'll see him I just respected. Brian Dawkins. Yeah. All right, brother. Uh, thanks. That's Martin. Right. Thanks, thanks Martin. for having me.
Delaware News Journal here with us on Birds 365. All right, Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac coming back. Uh, I am going to ask John to go down the avenue of the pro football focus because somebody brought to my attention this week how bad a specific team is and a player on that specific team is that both Johnny Mac and I were gaga over this past NFL draft Uh was done zippity doodah so far. It's not the first time. By the way, uh, Darius Slay, real quick before we go to break, Darius Slay, week two, Brandon Graham, week three, Hassan Reddick, week four. Eagles, first team since Tampa Bay, the 2000 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the one of the historic defense to win three consecutive uh, defensive player of the week honors. Defensive. So first, All right. So first time in 22 years. And who's the that. defensive coordinator of that team? That would be... Uh, Jonathan Gannon on this team, Tony Dungy on that team, uh, or was it no? Who who was Tony gone by then? It was Monty been. Kippen. Uh, if if Tony was gone, but Tony no, was gone. I, I was I was referencing the team here in town with their defensive coordinator, who is still not the most popular guy, but somehow his his players yeah. continue to win yeah. awards on a week in week out basis. Uh, Johnny Mac, Jody Mac, the Mac and Mac Birds three sixty five. Guys, coming right back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles
The faces you know. The team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program. Action News. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Coming up in less than 20 minutes now, Mike Gill. We're head down to shore. Uh, he, he the host of the Sports Pass on 97.3 ESPN. Sucks Johnny Mack onto his show every single week. Does a good job there. And he does a good job when he comes on with us. We'll get to his updated Eagles opinions. Uh, speaking of opinions and whether they be educated or foolish or just completely off base, uh, pro football focus. Uh, if you watch us here on a reg, uh, I like to give them credit when their opinion agrees with mine, and I will just rip them uh, <laughs> up, down, and sideways when I think they're woefully off. But they are respected, and they put in a lot of work. Um, I need you to, since you have the access to it, I refuse. I just won't pay. I refuse to pay. It's a service you got to pay extra for to get all their ranking. You can get some on their website, but uh, if you want deep dives at positions and the like, you got to pay for the service. But Johnny Mac has a back door that I don't have. Um, safety rankings in the National Football League. While you're at it, we'll justify it by saying, how are the Eagles safeties looking, Johnny Mac? Um, all right, let me pull this up. I'm on the team grades right now, uh, which has, by the way, remember I got in all that. If you that got trouble? that, then give me the Eagle team grade. Where do they rank in the National Football League at safety? Um, well, no, I meant overall offense. They're overall, they're number one. Offense, oh, they're okay. number yeah, one. All right, sorry. Um, actually, offense, they're number four. Defense, they're number uh, two, which I think is ironic. Uh, but let me pull up the uh, Safety rankings. Um, number one, by the way, is the great Cameron Curl of, of, of Washington, who just came back. Uh, but the Eagles, um, let's see, going to Marcus Epps and our buddy Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who's probably been the worst of the Eagles defenders. Uh, Marcus Epps has been 26th in the league, so solid. Uh, now remember, there's two safeties there ranking two guys, and, and everybody uses different formations and numbers of safeties on the field. But there were upwards of 60, 70 ranked. So Marcus in the 20s is, is not great, but it's not bad either. No, and that's exactly where you kind of wanted him, to be honest, um, uh, because, you know, Marcus is a, a first-time starter, and he's played solidly is how I would describe it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And by the way, they have, because it goes by rep count. So they have 82 graded 
so 82 guys have played enough to be to be ranked. Okay. Um, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, 81. No. 82. Holy mackerel, that's bad. Yeah, he's not played well. He's not played well. Then let me ask you this. I, I was going to ask you about some other guys that they got to be better than Chauncey Gardner Johnson if he's 81st, not 82. How bad is Kyle Hamilton been? Because you and I talked up Kyle Hamilton a blue streak and thought there was a real good chance that he was going to end up in Eagle Green, and we were pretty darn giddy. Now, I never thought he'd end up as an Eagle because uh, I just didn't think they would take a safety that high. But I love the player. All right. Yeah. Uh, thank you for correcting me. Yeah. We hoped that he yeah. would end up in Eagle Green, and we would have been excited about it if the Eagles went off script. Well, of those 82 um, – now, he doesn't play a lot, uh, 112 reps. So Marcus Williams and, and Chuck Clark are the starters, but they play a lot of three safety. Um, Kyle Hamilton is number nine of 82. Really? Yes. Marcus Williams, their big money guy, number 19. So he's played well. Uh, uh, Chuck Clark, number 36. So he's played well. All right, uh, then you got to you got to change positions for me. Um, the Ravens corners are um, why why am I zotting on their all pro corner? <clears throat> Humphrey. Um, yeah, Marlon Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey, I, and I whoever the other starter is. Well. I don't know because oh, by the way, you just gave me the safety numbers for the Ravens. Very good, pretty damn good, and not terrible would be the way I would describe those numbers of their three safeties. They are by far the worst passing defense in the National Football League, if you go by yards allowed per game. Not even close. They, they are buried in last place, which means basically their corners must suck if, they're, if their safeties are okay. And they're the worst defense against a pass in the National Football League. How bad are their corners? Well, uh, evidently, from what they're saying, the slot has been a real problem. Uh, Brandon Stevens uh, is 89th, um, and I got to see how many corners are graded. Peters has been fine. He's 20. Humphrey's been 38. That's probably a little bit disappointing uh, for him and his reputation. Um, so it's all one guy. You're hanging it all on their inability to cover hey, the slot, huh? Yeah. When you uh I forget I forget who tweeted, um, and I wish I could remember, but he got a lot of uh crap for it, he said, and you know, one player's been really uh responsible for all the issues of and I I, I don't even remember the team, and everybody kind of snickered at him. But, I mean, if you have one guy who is just, you know, crap in the bed all the time, especially with all this zone coverage, Jody, yeah, it could have a, it could have a dramatic effect. It really can. Uh, now, I don't know if well, that's if going it, on. Johnny, let me ask a question. If it's standing out as per pro football focus, and we know what they do, we know what they are, uh, but this is pretty – this is like a big – uh, the bat signal. You have an issue. You have a problem. His name is. Don't you call Batman? Don't you try and fix it? Don't you? Don't yeah, you acknowledge that? Uh, uh oh, we've got one major issue here, and we got to do something about this right now. So I'm looking at the team grades. Um, 
in coverage grades, the Eagles are number five in the NFL, for instance. Um, Baltimore is number 16, so smack dab in the middle. See, this is where pro pro football focus loses me. I'm sorry. When a team is dead last, dead last, and it's not close between them and number 31 in passing yards allowed, how can you be middle of the pack in ranking your secondary? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, a lot of it, you know, Jonathan Gannon, you'll hear him say ad nauseum, cover and rush, rush and cover. I mean, maybe they're not getting home. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of Ravens football because I'm too busy watching the Eagles all the time. Sure. Um, I I don't know. I'm I'm checking their pass rushing numbers. Ah, They're 11th in pass rushing, so that ain't it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe tackling. Uh, let's see. Maybe they miss a lot of tackles. That could affect you, um, especially when you're giving up yards. After, yeah, 28th in tackling, 28th out of 32. See, but shouldn't that sh- shouldn't you be able to take that out of a ranking of secondary? Well, they do. Secondary I mean, guys to tackle shouldn't that bring their rating of the secondary? Oh, you cover them great. And, and you you almost tip the ball away. You do it, and then you don't tackle them either. Well, no, that's not good. That's not good play. Well, uh, you know, and that's why you know I think the biggest criticism of, and that's why they rank all these things. I mean, they rank coverage, and then they rank tackling. So, you know, if you cover well, and you can't tackle, it doesn't mean you didn't cover well. So, uh, you know, you're worried about, and you're right. You're worried about the final product. Yes. Um, but if you cover well, you cover well. And if you can't tackle, you can't tackle. Um, so there are two different categories. And, and and you know, they they grade them all. And, again, without seeing the actual, a lot of how they're playing, you know, the pass rush is, is better than average. The coverage is average. And the tackling is atrocious. So that's what they're saying. Um, And that's, you know, that's my assessment of where they're going. Through four weeks, the Baltimore Ravens have given up an average of 328 yards through the air every single week. 11, uh, 1,312 yards. The Dolphins are the next closest at uh, 1,241. And the Ravens are 1,312. That's a big difference. And that's between 32 and 31. That's not with teams that are actually getting the job done in coverage. That's bad. And Joe Burrow's coming to town next week. Uh, and, oh, by the way, yeah, he can throw the ball a little bit. And he's got some pretty talented wide receiver. You just put Jamar Chase in the slot and let him go for 250? Is that what you're telling me, Johnny Mac? Well, I mean, you know, the, obviously – you know, I see so many blown coverages in the United. That's one of my problems with all this quarters coverage. I say it all the time. I see so many blown covers. Look, I hear so many defensive coaches say, well, this is why we do it. It makes perfect sense in, in a classroom environment. But if somebody's blowing the coverage, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I see so many blown coverages all across the NFL. And these guys keep throwing out this quarters coverage, cover six, cover whatever, whatever they're using to try to limit big plays. And they're giving up big plays. 
I, 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 I don't understand it. I, I don't understand. Now it's working for the Eagles now, but you see how upset people get when it doesn't work. And I get why they get upset, but you know, when you do communicate well and, and, and it does make it difficult. And, and that's the whole thought process behind the defense and all this court quarters coverage that is become the new cover two, cover three, uh, whether it was Tony Dungy or, or, or Seattle. Um, now, now it's quarters and it drives me insane. And I see why it drives other people insane. Uh, I hate zone coverage, especially with young players. Because my theory with young players is what what is the easiest thing? Defensive coaches, and they know more than me, but they'll say, well, it makes it easier on them. I think it makes it harder because the most difficult part is communication. If I could point to Jody McDonald and say, go cover that guy, a football player can understand that. If I say, well, this is your area, and if it carries itself up, just stay there. And then they're chasing and they blow the coverage there. To me, it creates more mistakes, but they do studies and evidently it doesn't. And one of the guys who used to, uh, again, uh, trying to get a grasp on Eagle Nation, what they think of a player and how they react, a guy who always would get crushed on my telephone lines and I would go, I'm sorry, I just don't agree, was Jalen Mills. I thought he's a damn good corner. He would make good plays. About every fifth game or so, he'd make a decision and he'd get burnt and somebody would get behind him. Oh, this guy's off. This guy's terrible. Why is he on the field? How can we put him out there? Oh, no, he's making plays every single week. He's doing his job every single week. But he'd give up a big play every once in a while. And that's what everybody remember. God forbid you ever let somebody get behind you. You can play great for five consecutive games. You let one guy get behind you. You're a bum. You're a stiff. Get the hell out of town. He's still uh, playing well for the New England Patriots these days. And not, still... not, but by the way, Jalen Mills, 103 of 105. Really? But he was a good player here. He was a good player. He 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 didn't um, – he's not playing well this year. But, um, he, yeah, he got too much uh, you-know-what, especially as a seventh-round pick. He, he was a good pick for the Eagles. He really was. And, yeah. Uh, green hair and all. All right. Uh, we'll take a quickie timeout, come back. We're headed down to Jersey Shore. Mike Gill from the Sports Bash 97.3. ESPN's going to jump in with us here next on Birds 365. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. 
Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Of Birds 365, an undefeated Wednesday as we lead up to the game against the Cardinals coming up on Sunday out in Arizona. Here to give us some insight on the Birds is a proud West Virginia alum who's already set a record this year. Have uh, is, is uh, alma mater losing by 13 points in overtime. That's not easy. Stop and think about that for a second, Johnny Mac. Yeah, how does that happen? Points in overtime is a feat. I don't know that it's ever been done before in the history of college football, but yeah, the Mountaineers did that this year. I'm not uh, a mathematician. How does that work? Uh, Interception return for a touchdown in, in the overtime period. Yeah. yeah. That is, you know, that... We were the number one party school in the country when I was there. And some people would say that I was the best party. It's <laughs> like a Heisman Trophy yeah, winner. That is, that is. It's always big when you beat Arizona State in any party rankings. So that's, that, that's very impressive. I thought it was one it. of those things like stopping a two-point conversion. I think they just killed the game right there. I thought, I thought they too, but no, they yeah. ran it back for the touchdown and they didn't use the extra point. But yeah. the year that we were there, when Playboy magazine used to do their party rankings, the one year we were number one, and then the next year we weren't in there, and it said asterisk, sorry, West Virginia, professionals weren't included. Oh, very good. That's a major compliment. <laughs> they used to say that about Albany State, too, and we weren't on the level of size that West Virginia was, uh, but uh, we, we held our own in the small school division of partying in college. I, uh, get, we'll put, I had to pimp you a little bit there because I just was checking out West Virginia, see who they're going to lose to this week. That'd be Baylor. Um, so I realized they lost by 13 points in overtime. I said, how the hell did that happen? Had to look it up. Um, Eagles won't lose by 13 points in overtime this week because you don't do that in the National Football League. 
can the Eagles lose it all? Well, Jody, I mean, they're not going to be an underdog, I don't think, the rest of the season. I mean, maybe at Dallas late, late in the year, if Dallas is still humming and, and everything's going good for them, that's the only game I can't imagine they're a dog at home against Green Bay in Week 12. So, realistically, they're not going to be an underdog in a game, but we know it's kind of far-fetched to think they're not going to have an off week. Now, when they do have that off week, I guess the question becomes, what happens? What is it? Does the offense not hum? Is it the defense that has a breakdown? Because so far, the questions on both sides have been, hey, is Jalen Hurts going to lead this offense? Yes, that's been the answer. Hey, is John Gannon's defense going to tighten up? So far, yes, that's been the answer. So the question marks through four games entering the season so far have been yeses. The answers have been yes, they will. Yeah, that, 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 you know, let's talk about that defense, Mike, because it, it has been unbelievable. Uh, it's Wednesday, so it's player of the weekday in Philadelphia. Hassan Reddick, uh, three consecutive defensive player of the week awards. Um, first time since 2000, the 2000 Buccaneers. You got to go back to that uh, defense to, to have this happen before. And yet, everybody... One of the barbers? I'm not sure of the players. They didn't list the players. I'll have to look that up. But John Lynch? um, Yeah, a lot of great players on that defense. A lot of great players. Warren Sapp, obviously. uh, So, I mean, that's sort of a legendary defense. Derek Brooks, was he there? Uh, You know, Hall of Famer. Uh, You know, this defense is playing well. And yet, everybody looks at the offense, and I do too. Uh, how good has this defense been, and is this sort of sustainable uh, to be in this level? I mean, they're number one in the league with 16 sacks. I mean, last year, I think they only ended the year with, what, 29 sacks? So they're approaching that number through four games. They forced the most three and outs in the league so far. Um, Teams go three and out. 47% 47% of the time. So it seems almost half the time you're getting three snaps and you're off the field. Uh, they only give up 277 yards a game. So how real are they? So far, they are showing two things. One, that they can get to the quarterback with four. Now, how sustainable is that? Well, look at the teams they play coming up. Probably pretty sustainable. The, the, the big test will be, guys, much like last year, they rolled off some games down the stretch, and the narrative was, well, they're not really playing anybody, and then they played Tampa, and they couldn't do what they were doing against Tampa when they were what they were doing against Washington and New York down the stretch. Will they be able to translate this over a three-week period when they face three teams that are better than the 17 they're going to face here? If that's possible. But who's good in this league? Who is good in this league? The Eagles could win every week, and everybody's going to say, especially Dallas fan and Giant fan out there, well, they're not beating anybody. Well, neither is anybody else. Yeah. Agreed. Um, uh, When they get to Green Bay, I think people go, oh, at least they played Green Bay. And if you're right, if if Dallas somehow wins this week against uh, LA in LA against the defending champion Rams, and then the Eagles beat them. You can't deny uh, Cooper Rush or not, Dak Prescott returning or not, you beat a 4 1 Cowboy team. You got to get some credit for it on a national basis. That's a, and that's a playoff level legit defense. If you beat that defense, you beat a pretty good defense. 
That's true. Uh, and they're doing it with other guys other than Michael Parsons. If it was just Michael Parsons absolutely everywhere, which it see, he seems to be on the field on a week-in, week-out basis, but other guys are making plays for that Dallas defense too. All right, uh, on the defense for the Eagles, we're talking about this a little bit now in number one, Mike, about the whole Jalen Mills contract situation and how high is high and what we talked about all offseason was, is Jalen good enough? Is he going to be good enough? Did the Eagles drop the ball by not getting Russell Wilson? Blah, 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 blah. And Jalen's played the way he's played for the first four weeks, which is pretty damn spectacular, which is going to lead to how much is it going to cost to keep him? In the meantime, the Eagles got a bunch of other guys that are also free agents this offseason. Howie's going to have to do some real work this offseason, getting Jalen done and making decisions on all these other guys. We talked about the linebacker position earlier. I want to ask you about Fletcher Cox. He's been pretty good the first four weeks. I yeah. didn't, I still don't understand the whole salary cap machination. They let him go. Uh, they bought him out. They took the salary cap hit this year and then brought him back on a one year, $14 million. And he didn't look like a $14 million player in 2021 for me, but they were, uh, estimating he's going to step back up in two, four games he has. What's going to happen with Fletcher Cox at the end of this year? You know, that's an interesting point because, you know, we asked John Gannon, are you doing anything differently with the defense? And most people are like, not really, you know. And one of the guys who struggled last year because of the way they called the defense was Fletcher Cox. So are they using him different? It doesn't appear. Is it just that he's had a rebirth? Is it that there's better guys around him that has allowed him to take you know, he's hooked so many double teams over the years. Well, now with Reddick and Sweat and obviously uh, having more pressure, maybe he's not getting as much of the double teams. As, you know, I don't watch the, the whole film back to see what kind of double teams percentage he's getting. But, Jody, the fact that you're asking that question about the offseason and the next season, are we already bored with the 4-0 team here that this team is so good? We're looking at You got to look at the – you know, you, know, you got to make room for the Jalen Hurts contract, Mike. You got to make room. Yes, you do. And, you know, this is the point that comes up for a lot. Like, the Giants are going to have the Saquon Barkley decision. Do you give yeah, that guy yeah. the contract? But then if no, you give him the contract. You, you do not. I just made that decision for the right, Giants. Right, but let me, no. let, let me interrupt. And I'll ask both you guys this. The Eagles don't play running back. The Giants don't play. Nobody – who the hell's going to pay a running back? We always say, oh, our team's not going to pay him. Well, there's some but dummies out there. Somebody else is. Who are those knuckleheads? Please identify for me. Uh, Carolina, uh, Dallas, Tennessee. Minnesota, Tennessee. These are the dummies of the world. And right, and they're the teams that made the decision to sign their running backs, and then what did they have to do? Amari Cooper, sorry, A.J. Brown, sorry, don't have the money to keep you because we made the decision to go running back over wide receiver. And then, like to Seattle, they had to decide, what are we going to do here? Couldn't afford to keep Russell Wilson because he was making so much money because then they were going to have to get rid of D.K. Metcalf. So they made the decision, all right, sorry, Russell, we're going to keep Metcalf. You seem to be on the decline. We have some friction here. When you sign someone of that magnitude to that money, decisions have to be made. Now, the interesting part about the Eagles is, and John, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they have like the second most cap space coming up. Yeah. So they're, it's amazing. And they have the fourth uh, overall pick in the draft. If the season ended today, it does not. But if it ended today, uh, which I think is ironic because the Saints are the fourth best team and they have the fourth pick in the draft. Uh, BFF. I'm joking. Uh, but I'm joking for that. But yeah, Howie's done a tremendous job shaping this up. 
And, you know, one thing he's done and people, you know, one of the nitpicks you get, I don't know if you get this, Mike, you tell me if you get this, I get constant. Why can't the Dean get on the field? What's wrong with the Dean? Why, why is it? Why would you, why do these people care? Well, that, it's the, that, and with, Jordan, Jordan Davis gets it too. I mean, not as much, but it's the fact that the criticism yeah. that Rosen has gotten over the years is the, the misses in the draft. And when they draft, they want to see those guys perform to validate the job Roseman does. So I think it's, hey, they he drafted these guys. They better be good because if he's not drafting well, we're going to have problems at some point because everybody wants to try to bring it back to his inability to hit in the draft in recent years in, in, you know, the, the big misses, we all know, we don't have to go back through them, but people get like, well, he drafted these guys. They better play. But John's right. And there's no bigger Nicobe Dean fan in the Delaware Valley than me. I talked this guy, I would have been okay if the Eagles had taken him with their, when they had three first round picks, if they had used their third first round pick on Nicobe Dean, I would have been okay with it. I thought he was going to be that good a player. White and Edwards are doing such a good job. Sorry, he's just not good enough to supplant either one of those guys. That's that's sports 101. And yeah. Eagle fans are smart enough or should be smart enough to understand that. It's not that Kobe Dean can't play or they're holding back because they fear he's going to stink when he puts him out there. No, the guys who are on the field are doing a job. Yeah, Plain yeah. and simple. Why should they Why should they pay the price? Because Howie Roseman wants to look like a genius with a third-round steal with Kobe Dean. Well, and the big thing is, guys, when you look at why this team is good, one of the reasons is they have depth. A guy goes out. They were on their third left tackle the other day, by the way. How many teams go to their third left tackle and generally after, like, the first series didn't miss a bit beat? I mean, it was generally Dillard would have played in that spot, but he was out, so they had to go to Driscoll, who never played in that spot. You lost two-thirds of your cornerbacks, and, yeah, I mean, Josiah Scott, I don't think, had a great day. But who loses two-thirds of their secondary and essentially has a dominating defensive performance? They lost their right guard in the game. Did anybody notice? No. So the same thing will happen if Kaiser White or TJ Edwards go out. They have a guy that will step in and probably do the job. And the other team that had that same step-in nature was the 17 team. You lost Jason Peters, Vitae comes in. You lose Ronald Darby, somebody else steps in. They lost uh, Jordan Hicks, here comes Nigel Bradham taking over. So – this team yeah. has some depth that you can kind of hang your hat on. Yep. Over I, by team. the way, I'll I'll give you guys since we've been talking about pro football focus too much. Uh, I'll give you one you'll like, Jody, linebacker, Matt Milano, number one, Bobby yeah. Wagner, Hall of Famer, number two, T.J. Edwards, number three. Go. But 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 you got to force feed Nicobe Dean onto the field. No, you don't. Not if T.J.'s playing at the level he's playing at. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre to me. And you brought up Jordan Davis. So let's talk about him, Mike. I think a lot of, uh, you know, one thing, Jonathan, again, and stress you and I've talked about this is, you know, when on first down, you can be more aggressive on second, third downs because you're facing, you know, whatever second and 10, sometimes you're behind the sticks. The fact that they can get Jordan Davis out there and what he excels at as a, as a sort of run defender. And then, you have the the guys who can rush the passer. It's a perfect situation. Why? Why? And Jody, you know, I talked about this with you. I was concerned about this because if Eagles fans don't see sacks, 
Like to me, Fletcher Cox is, is the exact same player. The only difference is he's getting sacks this year. And Eagles fans think he's playing better. In fact, I'm going to look up Fletcher right now. We'll we'll do we're doing the rankings today. But why are people so insistent on getting Jordan Davis out there when it would be in situations that he's not as good at? It goes back to I just want the satisfaction and gratification of seeing the guy that you drafted in the first round making an impact. Whatever it is, like having that guy, it's almost like a fan's, you know, like uh, they can wear it on their sleeves. That guy we drafted and look how good he is to kind of give you this hope. And it's like, hey, nobody wants to pound their chest and say, we've got a lot of depth. That is not something. (laughs) Well, it, it, it is on the offensive line. Getting back to Fletcher, okay, 2021, 29 of 108. He was 29th of 108, which is pretty good. 2022 right now, 42 of 124. But people think he's better because he's getting sacks. It's bizarre to me. You know, what's interesting about Fletcher Cox, too, I don't know if you guys watched the CBS pregame. They had Fletcher and Brandon kind of talking to each other on the couch. It was kind of a cool thing where Fletcher was almost interviewing Brandon Graham you know, Brandon Graham has played two extra seasons, I believe, or maybe it's vice versa. One's been in the league two years longer. Who got drafted? Brandon's been in. Uh, Brandon's been in. Yeah. Right. So Brandon's, Brandon's got. Yeah. Uh, he's Fletcher's got two, played more. Yeah. He's got two extra sacks than Fletcher Cox does. Fletcher Cox is defensive tackle, and he has sixty-one total career sacks, which is like fifth on the Eagles list. Brandon's got sixty-three, which is fourth. He's right behind. He, he's trying to catch. Uh, I forget who's in front of Trent Cole's in front of him or or somebody, but that shows you how Fletcher, how good Fletcher Cox has been as a defensive tackle, getting 61 sacks. And John, to go to your point, because he did that, he was a defensive tackle who got all that pressure. That's the litmus test of whether he's performing or not, because that's how we remember him. Well, yeah, he's a declining player. I mean, he's not what he once was. He was once considered the second best defensive tackle. Everybody's playing for second place behind Aaron Donald, and he's no longer in that conversation. So he is a descending player. But I think over the past couple of years, the the narrative has, has been he's not a good player, yeah. and he has well, been a good clear, player. I think this is a clear sign, guys, that the Eagles have talent around him now that they can't put so much attention he was the guy if you said all right we're playing the eagles this week who are we game planning for 91 all right we got to put two guys on him at all times well now who are we game planning for well they've got 91 but remember last year they didn't have 55 either he missed most of the year well now they have 55 they've got seven you know i'm talking like a coach where i'm just remembering the numbers here yeah they all say that I got My, seven on the outside here. I can't use as many guys on Fletcher Cox because I have seven here, 55 there. Josh Sweat, I don't remember his number, right? 94. 94. So they've got more options, which means less options for Fletcher. Yeah, right. I can't tell you how many times over the years defensive coaches have talked to us and said, 91-55, that's who we're game planning for uh, with the Eagles. Now – and you're two probably now. having you're probably having a different conversation. Two, if, but two in that conversation. Yeah. Let me uh, ask you about game planning from the Arizona Cardinals. What they should be game planning to take advantage of, and that's Josiah Scott. He didn't play well last week. He had played well. John had given me good. He's looking good in practice and everything. They had cost trained him safety and backup cornerback. All right, this is going to be a guy who will be part of that very good Eagle depth. 
not so much last week, uh, forced in when Maddox went down. Any chance for a change, or do you think that the Cardinals just continue to attack him? Do you think he steps up? Last week, didn't know he's going to be in there. This week, knows it's more, perhaps a little bit differently. Are you worried about Josiah Scott in the Eagle defensive backfield, Mike? Well, Jody, I guess it it matters whether Slice playing or not. What do we know about him? It's Wednesday here. If he plays, then maybe you get a little bit more options with McPherson who can help out there. But if Slay doesn't play, then I guess you're back to square one with McPherson on the outside, and I guess Scott's going to have to get a bulk of the snaps. And the interesting part, you know, they they um you know, have Zach Ertz on this team. And I would imagine they're going to try to find ways to get him into the slot, spread him a little bit and say, hey, let's get Zach Ertz matched up in their slot and see if we can't win that battle there. So, yes, Jody, there would be some concern if Slay doesn't play and Scott gets a lot of snaps and you're getting situations where if Arizona and I'm game planning, I'm trying to find ways to get Zach Ertz in my slot where he's matched up on Josiah Scott as many times as possible. Yeah, and – JG probably went down the road he shouldn't have. He said yesterday, yeah, it's going to be Scott again in the slot if Abante can't go. A little bit surprised by that. Now, I thought there's a number of different ways they can go. Chauncey can play in the slot. He's better in the slot than he is at safety. He hasn't been good at safety. Um, And Zach, but Zach would have had to kick outside anyway once Darius Slay got hurt very early in the game. So he would have been playing anyway. But I was a little surprised he went down that road. He said, nope, Josiah is going to be the guy. Um, so that is a bit of a concern. But I want to stick on this game planning because I've, I've said this, and I don't know the answer to this. So I want both your answers to this. If you're a defensive coordinator, what, do you, what are you trying to take away from the Eagles? What, what, what do you start if you're Bill Belichick, because Belichick's famous for, all right, I'm going to take away this and force you to beat me. What 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 are you trying to take away from this Eagles team? Mike, you can go first. <laughs> it's almost a, like, okay, if I said, tell that, you know, the team ran for 50 times for over 200 yards last week, and you would say, okay, make them throw the ball. Well, they've shown they can do that. All right, let's double A.J. Brown. Well, the one week they tried to take him out, Smith beat you. Uh, the, if you try to take Smith away, you're not going to do that because Brown will beat you. Goddard's there. Who do you take out? I don't know. I think you probably try to change your look on what you do with Hertz. I don't know how many teams have had the spy just kind of standing there watching him, uh, much like, you know, these teams used to do when we saw Randall and there'd be a guy in the middle of the field. I don't know that the, that teams have really tried to implore that tactic yet where they use that spy almost exclusively, but then that takes away another guy in coverage. So what do you take away? It's got to be Jalen Hurts. You got to keep trying to force him into mistakes that he's not making right now, but he's probably the one guy that you still have the most questions about in this offense. Here's how I'd answer your question, Johnny Mac. It wouldn't be this week because I think the Cardinals are an above average team. Don't think they're a great team. Last year I bet on them to go to the Super Bowl, but only because I got 45 to one. And when they were nine and oh, I was feeling pretty good about myself. That went by the wayside. Um, but later in the year, the Eagles are going to have some teams. We can make the commanders one of them just because they've already beat them in their house. They come here to Philadelphia. What the hell are you going to do? I'd go back to what Detroit did. I know the Eagles scored 38 points in game number one. I bring the house. I I put the I just turn up the pressure. If I'm going to give up 60-yard touchdowns, so be it. Yeah. But I'm going to try and get the hurts. I'm going to try and get a tip ball. I'm going to try and get 
six sacks like the Eagles have shown capable of doing. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of way you need to look at a team like the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, they're better than us, so we have to go to extremes to be able to tilt the field and try and make it even. So that's yeah, how what, I would handle I don't know if the Cardinals would do that right. this week, but if I were a lesser team, that's what I would do. One I'd guy, be five and six. One guy for them who always seems to pop up and do something is Gardeck, the linebacker, and you wonder if he's the guy that's kind of spying around or – you know, Zayvon Collins is a pretty athletic linebacker. Do they have him kind of running around? Uh, he had eight tackles uh, a couple of weeks ago, so could he be a guy that kind of stands in the middle of the field? Their linebackers are definitely going to be a key, and I don't know how strong they are at that position. Johnny, let me get your take on him because uh, uh, Mike mentioned the, the linebacker who was supposed to be. Isaiah Simmons. I remember when he came out in the draft a couple of years ago, some people – He's going to revolutionize the national football. Yeah, it never he, happens. He doesn't never have happens. a position, yeah. but he's going to make plays from absolutely everywhere. We've seen a guy like that. His name is uh, the, the linebacker from Penn State down in Dallas. Yeah, right? Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. Yeah. Every once in a while, his name just jumps out of my head. Yeah, that can happen. I never thought Isaiah Simmons was going to be that guy. But some people talked him up as he's the best defensive player in the draft. Don't worry about position. You know, oh, players no, like he's, that. He's never turned out to be that player. You know, and I'm not even giving Dallas credit because I'm, you know, I'm going to toot my own horn. Why not once? I I remember in, you know, coming up to last year's draft, you know, people, most people, most of the draft people would rank Parsons as an inside linebacker, as an off-ball linebacker. And I said to you, Jody, I said to everybody, he looks like a stinking pass rusher to me. But everybody says he's 6'1", he's 6'2", he's not long enough. You know, same thing with Aaron Donald when they said he was too small. I said, look at the guy's athleticism. And same, in, in a similar vein to Hassan Reddick here, people said the same thing about him coming out. Oh, we're going to make him an off-ball linebacker. No, you can't play off-ball linebacker. Let him go after the passer. And he's been able to do it. Debo Samuel's the guy offensively. You know, Jody, I say this all the time. If I want Debo, if you're bringing Kyle Shanahan along, if you're getting this run-of-the-mill coaching, I don't want Debo Samuel because you have to use him this specific way. Well, Players like you that. Got, you got to give the Cowboy uh, defense coordinator credit because he has used I Mike Parsons perfectly. Dan Quinn, I do, but he only did it because of the injury. Remember, yeah. he was playing off-ball linebacker last year. And then Demarcus Lawrence got hurt, and they said, God, we need a pass rusher. Let's see if he can do it. And they put him in there out of desperation, and they went, wow. <laughs> and now that – so they they weren't going to do it. They were forced to do it. Players like that concern me. Isaiah Simmons is another player like that. I, it, there's not enough out-of-the-box thinkers in the NFL. That's just – that's just my opinion when it comes to either offensively manufactured touch players. I don't like them because except, there's except Debo. Well, I like Debo with Kyle. Um, it, you have to be very disciplined. Debo and Debo Samuel is my favorite player in the NFL. I say it all the time. I love watching him. But if he were on a normal team that's going to make him run routes, the route tree, like he's Marvin Harrison. It's not going to work. And there's not a I don't whole heck of a lot of those guys left in the league, by the way. Yeah. yeah I don't think there's true. a lot of coaches who can take advantage of a player like Isaiah Simmons. And, you know, 
That's why I don't like players like that. Yeah, that's, you know, and right now, I don't know. I don't know. I guess the last couple of weeks, it seems that uh, Reddick is getting more to the quarterback, the strip sacks, the sacks. Are they using him, though, in the way that we thought they would? Um, yeah, yeah, he's doing uh, a, a really good job. But early in his career in Arizona, and that'll be a big narrative this week, they were playing him at all-ball linebacker, and they were saying, what a disappointment. Well, you like the way Gannon's – so far, you like the way Gannon's using him, you're saying. Yeah, and what's not the light? Three and a half sacks, two I think it goes into everybody wondering, is John Gannon – you know, does he know what he's doing? Is he calling the right defense? Well, he you still know. gets because Hassan drops like three or four times a game, drops into coverage. And I can't tell you how many people say, Why are you doing that? Why are you doing it? And I compare it, I always use my baseball analogies. If you have a power pitcher, does he throw a fastball every time? You got to throw a curveball in there. And that's they drop him into a zone and hopefully you fool the quarterback. But there are some people who say, he should never drop into coverage. Now, yeah. those those critics I don't get. Jody, right, uh, what were you? You look let, like let you had something one, to say there. Let me put this <laughs> one to you, Mike. Um, last one, you know, I like my hypothetical questions. This I like will annoy, This will annoy the snot out of all 358 people streamed in right now. Um, watching NFL Network after we wrap up the show yesterday. I think Kyle Brandt's segment of angry runs is as good as there is in football coverage. Any channel, any station, anytime, anywhere. I just love it. I got to record it on Tuesday mornings. I did. Went back and watched it. And then they did a segment about they need to change the phrase double doink. Because I guess doink has uh, different meanings. You can use the word doink differently. Urban Dictionary, look it up. Blah, blah, blah. Just yeah, shut up. Yeah. It goes from the segment all week to the stupidest thing I heard all week. I love double doink. Let's say the Eagles are trailing 31-30. And they've got the ball and they make a couple of first down. The clock's running out. And Dicker the kicker, which would fit perfectly with double doink, if you know where I'm going, does just that. Upright, crossbar, no good. Cardinals 31-30, who gets killed Sunday night? There's a lot there, man. Yes, uh, there is. That's why, they, <laughs> that's why they pay me these small bucks yeah. is to come up with stuff like this. So, now, how realistic is it that Cameron Dicker is going to have to kick? Uh, very zero, realistic. It's not a zero possibility. I, 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 I would, you know, if you made me bet today, I'd – I'd say Cameron okay. Dicker's going to kick more than. Jake By the way, Elliott. he's a pretty damn good punter too. He, he can launch. Yeah. He can average like forty-seven yards a punt at Texas. Uh, so if Cameron Dicker, the kicker, double doinks, he would be a fool and a jerk for missing the kick, and then he would be the biggest. Yeah, I'm not going yeah, down we, that. We right. know where we're going. Um, no, the, I was actually kind of referencing. Howie, because it's Howie and his staff. They've been scouting these guys, bringing guys yeah. in. They well, had a workout yeah. yesterday. Johnny Mac told me they brought in two kickers. Yeah. Does he, is Nate, it decided Nate. that day, whoever kicks that best day in practice, or oh, they just bring in a second guy to put pressure on the first guy? Somebody's got it. Somebody's going to make the decision 
Yeah. The dick of the kicker, they've already made it. He's here and he's going to kick if Elliot can't. If he double doinks one, <laughs> of course, dick of the kicker is going to take a lot of grief, but who else? But listen, uh, to be fair, Everybody in the I, I, Arizona's Praters hurt right now. They had like yeah. In there this yet. was a bad week to look for a kicker. There was so much kicker stuff going on in the NFL. Everywhere though, I feel like yeah. I watch all these games and they're like, you know, uh, this guy's hurt. This, this is a kicker. Somebody else is kicking this week. You know, of uh, Arizona, Amendola's in there kicking this week because yeah, Prater's yeah. out for them. Uh, th- there's been a lot of kicker turnover, and you know. Kickers are guys that most people have never heard of. You don't know where they came from. Some guy kicked a guy like you know, Cameron Dicker kicked at Texas. Like it's not like some small unknown school. He's the it's one of all the uh, Texas records. I right, said. he's one of the best and, kickers in the history of the program which, there. So and and who's came from Texas? Justin uh, Tucker. Parker, who's right. the best kicker of all time? So yeah, Michael Clay talked about this yesterday. See, I read the Michael Clay transcript. And he basically oh, said it's a, it's a collaborative, <laughs> it's a collaborative effort on like who they asked for him for input, and then he turned it back around and said, well, "I asked them for input." In other words, I don't know who the hell these kickers are. Just give me yeah. a guy, right? Yeah. By the way, Jake Verity, uh, East uh, Carolina. Guys, what, where? Yeah, what you guys you remember him from uh, East Carolina? Mike Gill knew East Carolina Pirates uh, kicker. Also, my girlfriend runner. is an ECU alum. There we go. Oh, I knew there had to be a story because nobody I, knows I thought Jake, Jake Baraday was a, a character on Succession on HBO. I had no idea. He, was <laughs> he is guy. the other kicker the Eagles tried out and yep. lost uh, to the great uh, Cameron Dicker. Now, Jake Baraday, by the way, has been in camp with Baltimore, Indianapolis, and Jacksonville. Would Cameron Dicker get a shot to supplant Sipos if? He got there and said, "Hey guys, I can punt too." Well, I I do think the the rope is getting shorter with right. Aaron Cipas, but I don't think uh, Dicker is an NFL level punter. Um, he did go down to Baltimore for I think Baltimore signed him for two days, obviously not to be the kicker, um, and he and they designated him as a punter, but he lasted right. two days, so. I don't know well, what that tells if, you. Uh, Randy Brown doesn't like him. That's a problem. Yeah. Um, uh, last one, Mike. Give us a score for Sunday. Eagles getting a five and zero or no? Uh, Arizona's a wretched home team. They are nine and one in their last ten road games. I think they're one in seven in their last eight home wow. games. They stink at home. They're much better on the road. Um, injury issues. You got no Hopkins. Uh, I think the, the that team is, like every other team in the league, mediocre week to week. I think last week they went on the road and played very well. I watched a lot of that game against Carolina. I think they come back home and struggle. I like Eagles uh, 34-20. Ooh. Not a bad score. So you got to win in relatively handily. Uh, I Mr. Gill. score last week for uh, Eagles-Jacksonville. I was one off. Ooh. What'd you have? I had uh, 30 20. I was damn close too. 31 29, I think. Uh, 31 20, I had, or 31 I, had, I think I had 24 20 Eagles. I never give the Eagles enough credit, as people say. Yeah, I pick them to win every week. He hasn't, but I, picked, he hasn't picked the cover yet, though. I picked them yeah. to cover all four times. No, I, I won once. I picked them to cover once, but uh, was, uh, I pick skins? them to win every week. Oh, yeah, you yeah. did have them skins. They were six yeah. and a half, but I think you had them winning by eight or something like yeah. that. 
All right, so Gil's got it by two touchdowns. Good job, Mike Gill. A pleasure. We will do it again next week, big guy. All right, guys. See you. Thanks, Mike. Gil from uh, the Sports Bash down the shore, 97.5. I Jody Mac coming back. 97.3. 97.3. Is the other one. Yeah, yeah, that would be the fanatic. Uh, 97.3 down the shore. He's John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald. We'll come back. Put a bow on the show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our Winter Watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Gil for jumping in with us here on Birds 365, and he gave me something that I didn't know. I did not realize that Arizona has been as bad at home as that. No, I didn't realize that either. Uh, 0-2 this year and lost their last four home games last year. So they've lost six straight at home. That's weird. And the Eagles never 
Something's got to give because the Eagles haven't won in Arizona in a long time. Now they don't play out there that often, but it's been a a long time. Yeah, they um, did two years ago. These two quarterbacks did match up. Now it was Jalen Hurts' second start in his NFL career, so it's a little bit different. But they did match up uh, at the end of the 2020 season, and Arizona in Arizona did walk away with a win. All right, we still got time to make our mind up on this one. We'll put the picks in on Friday. Uh, what do you expect out of your coach today, McMullen? Uh, a lot of uh, soft shoeing the injuries. We'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll see, Jody. We'll see. Uh, but injury report has to come out today. It will be an estimation because – uh, Eagles are having a walkthrough, so we we won't even get to see him for ten minutes. But we'll, we'll see. I think some, it, sometimes when you're four and zero, you get little uh, self confident. How many on the rest list today? Uh, quite a few. You know the rest list: uh, the Fletchers, the Brandons, Jason Kelsey. That that's a season long plan. So there's uh, there's restless, and then there's the rest list. Yeah, which is yeah. Uh, the way the Jordan Mailata, Isaac Sayamalu, Avante Maddox, uh, Jake Elliott. Those are the keys. I think Darius Slay is fine. Um, those guys are the keys. Full, full participant today for Darius? Mm, he might be on the rest category. Yeah, but, right. uh, yeah. Which will tell us nothing. But yeah. uh, that's the way Nicky likes to play his cards. All right. Uh, tell the coach I said hi, and I'll say hi to you 22 hours from now. If you're up for it, McMullen, you're back. Day to day. I plan on it. Hopefully, the sun's going to be out tomorrow. Hopefully. 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 Is it going to stop raining here? Hopefully. I think I saw Noah go by on his yeah. arc. Uh, I'm, I got to build. I got to finish my arc to get to South Philadelphia. <laughs> get to South Philly. All right. Uh, get the Rick Sarantella right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. He's coming up next with his playbook. John McMullen and I will be back in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365. <laughs> The destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.